Good day to you. This is Saturday, February 19th, 2022. I am Pastor Neil Lemus, and this is your daily scripture meditation. Um, today, we are going to finish the book of Job. So we're going to jump right into it to make sure we do get through this. So let me bring that to the screen for you. So we're starting at Job chapter 40, verse 6, and we are continuing where we left off on Thursday, where we are reading Yahweh, the Lord's response to Job and his complaining. So it says, Then Yahweh answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Dress for action like a man. I will question you, and you make it known to me. Will even you even put me in the wrong? Will you condemn me that you may be in the right? Have you an arm like God and can you thunder with a voice like his? Adorn yourself with majesty and dignity. Clothe yourself with glory and splendor. Pour out the overflowings of your anger and look on everyone who is proud and abase him. Look on everyone who is proud and bring him low and tread down the wicked where they stand. Hide them all in the dust together. Bind their faces in the world below. Then will I also acknowledge to you that your own right hand can save you. Behold, behemoth, which I made as I made you. He eats grass like an ox. Behold, his strength is, is, is in his loins and his power in the muscles of his belly. He makes his tail stiff like a cedar. The sinews of his thighs are knit together. His bones are tubes of bronze. His limbs like bars of iron. He is the first of the works of God. Let him who made him bring near his sword. For the mountains yield food for him where all the wild beasts play. Under the lotus plants he lies. In the shelter of the reeds and in the marsh. For his shade the lotus trees cover him. The willows of the brook surround him. Behold, that the river is turbulent. He is not frightened. He is confident, though Jordan rushes against his mouth. Can one take him by his eyes or pierce his nose with a snare? Could you draw out Leviathan with a fishhook? Or press down his tongue with a cord? Can you put a rope in his nose or pierce his jaw with a hook? Will he make many pleas to you? Will he speak to you soft words? Will he make a covenant with you to take him for your servant forever? Will you play with him as with a bird? Or will you put him on a leash for your girls? Will traders bargain over him? Will they divide him up among the merchants? Can you fill his skin with harpoons? Or his head with fishing spears? Lay your hands on him. Remember the battle, you will not do it again. Behold, the hope of a man is false. He is laid low even at the sight of him. No one is so fierce that he dares to stir him up. Who then is he who can stand before me? Who has first given to me that I should repay him? Whatever is under the whole heaven is mine. I will not keep silence concerning his limbs or his mighty strength or his goodly frame. Who could strip off his outer garment? Who would come near him with a bridle? 
Who can open the doors of his face? Around his teeth is terror. His back is made of rows of shields, shut up closely as with a seal. One is so near to another that no air can be, be, come between them. They are joined one to another. They clasp each other and cannot be separated. His sneezings flash forth light, and his eyes are like the eyelids of the dawn. Out of his mouth go flaming torches. Sparks of fire leap forth. Out of his nostrils come forth smoke as from a boiling pot and burning rushes. His breath candles coals, and a flame comes forth from his mouth. I gotta pause for a moment here. We're reading about the Leviathan and the Behemoth, two different creatures. Many have argued and believed and th thought that what, what Yahweh is talking about is a dinosaur. Just a note. And if you read the descriptions, the, the fire, it's because dinosaurs would have had stomachs similar to cattle. If there was a flame near them, because there's so much methane in their stomach, if a, a cattle sneezes into a flame, it will look like they're f breathing fire. A similar type of thing could actually have happened with the dinosaur, which is where the whole legend of dragons came from. Note, they're describing things here that sound like a dinosaur. Millennia, over a millennia, several thousands of years before anybody even found a dinosaur skeleton. This is a belief that maybe Maybe they are mentioned in the Bible. Anyways, we're going to keep going. His breath kindles coals and a flame comes forth from his mouth. In his neck abides strength and terror dances before him. The folds of his flesh stick together, firmly cast on him and immovable. His heart is hard as a stone, hard as the lower millstone. When he raises himself up, the mighty are afraid. At the crashing, they are beside themselves. Though the sword reaches him, it does not avail, nor the spear, the dart, or the javelin. He counts iron as straw and bronze as rotten wood. The arrow cannot make him flee, for him sling stones are turned to stubble. Clubs are counted as stubble. He laughs at the rattle of javelins. His underparts are like sharp potsherds. He spreads himself like a threshing sledge on the mire. He makes the deep boil like a pot. He makes the sea like a pot of ointment. Behind him he leaves a shining wake. One would think the deep to be a white-haired. On earth there is not his like. A creature without fear. He sees everything that is high. He is king over all the sons of pride. Job 42, verse 1. Then Job answered Yahweh and said, I know that you can do all things, and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me which I did not know. Hear, and I will speak. I will question you, and you make it known to me. 
I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. Notice, dust and ashes is what he repents in. This is how, what we're going to be doing in a few weeks on March 2nd, Ash Wednesday. Ash will be placed on your forehead. It's a sign of repentance. Verse 7. After, the, after Yahweh had spoken these words to Job, Yahweh said to Aliphaz the Tamanite, My anger burns against you and against your two friends, for you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has. Now therefore take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer up a burnt offering for yourselves. And my servant Job shall pay, pray for you, for I will accept his prayer, not to deal with you according to your folly. For you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has. So Aliphaz the Tamanite and Bildad the Shuhite and Zophar the Namathite went and did what Yahweh had told them. And Yahweh accepted Job's prayers. And Yahweh restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends. And Yahweh gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then came to him all his brothers and sisters and all who had known him before and ate bread with him in his house. And they showed him sympathy and comforted him for all the evil. All, I don't like that translation. For all the calamity or disaster that Yahweh had brought upon him. And each of them gave him a piece of money and a ring of gold. And Yahweh best blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. And he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. He had also had also seven sons and three daughters. And he called the name of his first Jemima, Jemima, and the name of the second Keziah, and the name of the third Karen Hippoch. And in all the land there were no women so beautiful as Job's daughters. And their father gave them an inheritance among their brothers. And after this, Job lived a hundred and forty years and saw his sons and his sons' sons four generations. And Job died an old man and full of days. And there you have it. Quite a bit in there. That's the end of Job, though. And it's kind of one of those things we read it all through, all 42 chapters, and took, up a few, took us a few weeks to do that. But now you've read God's response, God's reaction to, his, to Job's friends. And I'm going to straight up say that it gives, gives cause to consider, maybe on your own free time, go back and read it through. Especially the words of Job's friends. Why? And ponder. Why is Job, why is God upset with Job's friends? And he's forgiving to Job. Because Job wasn't always right. And Yahweh's words that we heard in the last two um, recordings were not gentle to Job. He was scorching him. Saying, who are you to judge me? And yet he's forgiving of Job. 
but not Job's friends. Well, he forgives Job's friends, but he condemns them more than he does Job. And so it's worth reading it, understanding why. And this is also a reminder that sometimes your friends, although well-meaning, probably much like Job's friends, will tell you ideas about God that are flat out not true. So your job is not to trust what your friends tell you about God, but what God tells you about himself. And you have more than Job does. It's your access. You have the Bible. You have the Holy Scriptures. So trust what they say, not what your friends say. Don't even trust what, don't even take my word for it. Test what I say against God's word. If I say something that God's word doesn't say, then you are to believe him, not me. Now, hopefully I don't make those errors, but I know I will. I'm a sinner. I don't know it all. There are people, and there are people that will know way, way, way more than I do. But hopefully I keep but yeah, I get it right more than I get it wrong. But above all, like I said, you trust the word, not me. Trust God, not your friends. Trust his word. Let that be your barometer. As it was for Job to some degree. So, let us pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Blessings on your weekend, on your Saturday and your Sunday. I encourage you to be in worship wherever you may be living. If you live in the Ida Grove area, you are welcome to attend our church, St. Paul Lutheran Church at 107th Street in Ida Grove. Um, we have worship on Saturday evenings at 6 o'clock, and we have worship on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m., followed by a time of fellowship and a time to dig deeper into God's Word and Bible study, and that is available to everybody from preschool up through adult. I encourage you to come and be in God's Word. If you do not live in the um, Ida Grove area, I encourage you to go find a good, um, faithful, faithful teaching church in your area. Uh, the place to go to look for this, and I'll bring this up onto the screen so you can see it. Um, oops, don't need that. Not that either. If you couldn't tell, I accidentally brought up my background. Uh, <laughs> and you got to see um, Joker and Batman and Harley Quinn. But anyways, if you are looking for a church in your area, if you don't live in Ida Grove, this is how you go to find a church. Or even if you're on vacation or something. 
So right here, this is www.lcms.org. See it right at the top there. You click, go up to locators, and there'll be a little drop-down menu. Go to find a church. And so you you have all this these options. So look, find, find, no, you, you know where you live. But let's say um, you live in, well, here, our zip code is 514. Ah, the computer is being annoying. Um, five one four four five. That's the zip code for Ida Grove. So I search it, and I, it'll give me any church within twenty five miles. And obviously, Saint Paul Ida Grove is going to be the first one that comes up. But you have here also Saint John Battle Creek, uh, Trinity in Odebolt, uh, Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Schleswig, Saint John Chiron. Uh, St. John Galva, and then St. Paul Charter Oak. I mean, and there's a whole bunch of them. There's, there's a lot of them in our range within 25 miles of us. Um, we're in Lutheran. Um, we, have, we have a lot of LCMS churches in the area. But this is this is the way to find it. Just type in your zip code, find it in your area, wherever you may be, and go and worship. Be in God's word. Blessings in Jesus' name. Amen.